All right, welcome to the Padbro Podcast, your home for third-hand news, questionable advice, and dubious opinions all about Puzzle and Dragons. It is Saturday, December, December, I don't know what I was trying to say originally, but it's December uh, the 5th, 2015. My name is Evan, and we are about to do a Dungeon Breakdown episode of the Padbro's Podcast. Uh, with me today is JJ. Hello again. All right. Um, and... We're going to do some news before we get into this dungeon breakdown. I think it's going to be... Uh, there's some interesting stuff going on that we'd like to talk about. And uh, Okay, I'm not used to getting hand signals during the <laughs> podcast. It totally threw me off. But um, let's just talk a little bit of news, uh, and then we'll bust into this dungeon breakdown. Uh, fortunately, we got a like, ton of stuff going on right now. Um, I'm enjoying it pretty well, although I, I still have been waiting for 10 times plus eggs and descendants. And hoarding my stones for that, mm-hmm. but uh, nonetheless, uh, let's let's just go through some of these news. Um, and uh, you know, for this dungeon breakdown, we get the advantage of the fact that uh, there's a descended challenge out right now, yes. so we have lots of dungeons to choose from, and we can record a video <laughs> after this as well. So, descended challenge, have you been running? I have been running descended challenge. I have not been getting very fortunate on the drop rate for my descended challenge. The um, drop weight. No, I'm not talking about descended. Oh, carnival. carnival. That's right. Right. Oh, descended descended challenge. challenge. Um, I ran up to well the current dungeon we're about to talk about today, and that's kind of where I stopped, which I think spurred. All right. So you got those lower level prizes. You got a couple million yeah. coins. You got some pal points. You mm-hmm. got a couple of queen dragons. Yes. Did you get a Tamadra? I did get a Tamadra. You got a little, is it plus eighteen? Uh, or is it just a plus nine? I think it was plus nine. Yeah. Well, either way, still kind of a nice little Tamadra there with some much nicer ones towards the end of it. Oh, yeah. But those dungeons are balls hard. <laughs> balls hard. And well, I'm so sorry I repeated that. Um, they are definitely worth <coughs> worth it if you feel confident going into it for sure. Um, being that we are kind of ramping up in the amount of plus eggs we're getting. This is a great way to, you know, Get a head start on the next person you're trying to hypermax, next card you're trying to hypermax. I did that. <laughs> I actually uh, I had saved my two plus 30 Tamadras from the last mm-hmm. challenge dungeon set, and I managed to snag all three of these plus 50 Tamadras with you know only minimal deaths on those last three. Those are not 100% dungeons for me. I was a couple. I was pretty psyched about beating Yamato Rush yeah. first try. That's, yeah, that's that's legit. That dungeon is. Uh, pretty rough on me, and uh, it took me a lot of tries when it first came out, and I kind of got obsessed. Yeah, and I, I think I probably spent, uh, you know, at the time I wasn't really buying any stones, and I had saved up a bunch, and I'm pretty sure I spent like five, five <laughs> to seven stones. stones Yikes! Trying to uh, trying to clear that dungeon and refreshing stamina because I don't stone it. Mm-hmm. Right, I. I don't see the point in stoning dungeons anymore. I, I want to legitimately beat them. I don't need the monsters in them that bad. Right. For the most part. Yeah. Um, so for me, I just was like going on a rampage. I was just like so mad that I was dying and I was like rage stoning for stamina. <laughs> um, and hey, so that brings up 
rage stoning for stamina and drunk stoning which is worse drunk stoning is, is worse and some weird things can happen when you're drunk stoning uh but let's let's just talk about rage stoning for stamina have have you had a rage stoning for stamina incident absolutely and or like perhaps rage stoning just to continue through a dungeon i've rage stones on one occasion and i'm typically very uh conservative when it comes to stoning like yeah. i don't do it unless i'm absolutely certain or i try and get the most use out of my stones um i tend to put it towards box space before stamina personally yeah. but um you have kind of a big box for someone who's you know doesn't spend that, much money on stones right. and uh you know isn't very high rank after all that kind of came from my initial <laughs> fortune with pulls after getting so many silver eggs you're like okay i need a guarantee that i will get something of value. <laughs> so that's that, how I started putting it towards the That's kind of your one-upmanship. Right, right. Every once right. in a while, someone will be like, oh, did you beat this dungeon? And you're like, no, no but, have but you seen how my box big face? is your box? <laughs> <laughs> how big is your box? Oh, I don't know if that's a really good uh, thing to go for there. Yeah, they can take it as they want. All right. Um, so, yeah, the Descendant Challenge is has been productive. Mm-hmm. I almost skipped like the the middle five dungeons that gave spirituals, so I'm just kind of overloaded on spirituals yep. right now. I've got bucks. I've got spirituals in my mailbox that are like over a hundred days old, <laughs> and I don't know what to do with them because I I don't have any of the awoken uh, Chinese gods to feed them to for skill ups. Meme balls. Yeah, it'd be great if I had Meimei, but I don't have Meimei. I did not pull Meimei from the Player Series of Godfest like I hoped. Um, Meimei Balls is a shout-out to Setsu. Um, it'd be really awesome if you ever listened to this podcast. If you, but if you actually want to check out a really cool blog, check out Setsu's blog on WordPress. He has a lot of good information there. S-E-T-S-U? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a lot of really good information. He gets a lot of good data, which yes. is pretty awesome yeah. for us. It's a very as, data-driven game, too. As uh, not doing the data right. stuff on our own not not getting those statistics right. we talk about our emotions here about <laughs> yeah. puzzles and dragons this is a very emotional podcast <laughs> i it's it's more so when kevin's here yeah i hesitate sure. to know to think about what would happen if you and kevin were on the same podcast <laughs> together uh we i just think that should talk- be a special episode and we how might need a, to delete it all together how does awoken sakuya make you feel <laughs> I don't know, but that last awakening was terrible. Um, I want to bring up something about the Descendant Challenge. And if you are on the cusp of, you're not sure you want to attempt these um, either 99 stamina, some of them are also 50 stamina, uh, to get the 50 plus egg Tamandra. Like consider how much uh, stamina you would have to invest to get 50 plus eggs. And even with a few deaths, I still think you can come out on top if uh, you have a chance. You ha- you think you have a good chance. Um, and you might die two, maybe even three times. I still think, I still think it's uh, stamina positive that you're making out. It's fairly worth it, but yeah. you know that's that's a a long road to go down. You know, like oh yeah, I think I think I can do it. Stone, right? Yeah, fuck, I I think I can do it. Right? Yeah, I think I can do it. I mean, you, you, know, you, like, you kind of get a good sense after your first run. Like, okay, I just got dominated, or you know what? Like these things could have gone better. I, Something to think about if you're on the fence about whether or not you want to try that. Here's a here's an interesting question for you. Um, let's say you have a monster you want to plus out, yeah. but they're fully awoken already. Do you sacrifice that Tamadra oh. to to you to put those fifty plus? Eggs I am there? so starkly against that. It's like it goes against every fiber of my being. <laughs> I hate wasted things, and I mean you've seen what I do. I still merge. Uh, 
Awoken monsters together just to get an awakening so I can save a Tamadra. Where back in the days of Tamadrouts, um, that was relevant, but today it's not, and I still do it. So yeah, why do you do it? I I've been trying for months <laughs> to get you to stop doing that because it's so easy to get Tamadras now. Have you ever tried stopping a train? Yeah. <laughs> So it's carrying you, itself You just now. mentioned that you don't like wasting things. Yeah, that's, and I'm wasting time. And you're wasting stamina and time and effort doing <laughs> that. So uh, I'm not sure that you see clearly what you're wasting. Um, I I have a blind eye towards certain things, and I'm focused on others. And I <laughs> probably need to reevaluate here. But I think it will only take one time of just me letting it go. Just let it go. Yeah. But, yeah. That would be good. All right. Player's <laughs> Choice Godfest. Yeah. Uh, it did not go super well for me. No, well, I got a few duplicates. You got an S rank sub, didn't you? Uh, I got Vishnu, yeah, uh, which solid. is an S rank sub for green teams, mm-hmm. which I don't. How run. is your green team? <laughs> I don't run green teams. Um, I have I have some legit green teams, uh, but they don't have plus eggs, yeah. and they're not ready to rumble necessarily. Although I have like occasionally played around and beat a dungeon with mm-hmm. them. Um, I mean, actually, green used to be my jam back in the day when GZL was boss. Yeah, I remember that. But uh, I he him. is he is not anymore. No. Uh, even with the the leader skill buff, Ultivo, uh, anyone? Oh man, I love. Come it. on, Gung Ho. Uh, you know, if you look up uh, GZL on Pad X, there's this one spot like where you can look him up, and he's in a table, and he shows up with four TPAs and four skill boosts. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, please, that. <laughs> I know that's a graphical error, but I want it. I really, I, I want it. Check yes, yes, please. <laughs> I vote that one. All right. Um, Player's Choice Godfest. Player's Choice Godfest. So we went over how it went for me. I saved a few stones and pulled in the Fist of the North Star collab. That was because there were some red monsters I want in there, and I got. So, so lucky. I mean, I've had lucky pulls in um, uh, Rarig machines for collaborations, but you had a sequence, and it was pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking a collab machine, right? Mm -hmm. Collab REM machine where you're looking at single-digit percentages on the gold eggs, right? You're going to get silver eggs most of the time. Yeah. And I managed to pull... The silver egg that I wanted, Mamiya, with her amazing awakening. Before we go into your pulls, um, just want to kind of cover, like, for the most part, try and avoid these collaborations. But if you're going to pull on one, Fist of the North Star is, is the one, is it not? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. There's two, uh, you know, two A-plus, yeah. A-plus rank leaders. Right. And then uh, you have Kenshiro, who, while not being an A-plus rank, is still powerful and can clear a lot of stuff. And then you have an S, like, she's not an S rank sub, but as far as, like, collab four-star pulls go, she's definitely S rank. Yes, definitely. And that's Mamiya, so that's the yeah. one that I pulled. Mamma um, Mia is the one with the um, motorcycle. Did you say Mamma Mia? Yes, that's her name. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, she's she just jumped off her gold motorcycle and is taking her gold, right, right. gold motorcycle helmet off. And uh, she has uh, four dark, latent, res- dark resist awakenings, that's not latents. Not those piddly little 1% resist. <laughs> She's got a full 20%. And that's huge for... For dancing. dealing with DQ Hera preemptive right. strikes when you're trying to do like a challenge dungeon level 10. If you've got a hypermax team and you throw her on there, and presuming you've already given her some plus eggs as well, because she's worth the investment, and then she helps you tank that hit. It's a 
massive preemptive strike but that what that means is that you have an orb changer still on that team and you don't have to sacrifice much yeah you don't have to take in a diza or you don't have to take in some weird team that's going to allow you to take a ginormous hit 31k i think when when dq when divine queen Hera is on the first floor of a challenge dungeon she's usually doing 31k yeah so you need to have a team that has over 31k hp or have someone that can you know, take reduces that, that damage and mamia is one of those very interesting silver subs that does that uh we read somewhere that you know mamia is like the second best silver egg you can pull yeah. out of a collab machine mm-hmm. uh the only better one being uh a one that hasn't yet come to north america so we won't worry about him um is that uh Daggy, doggy, baji, baji, baji. Yeah, he's like a he's like a thirty percent shield that lasts right. five turns, and he's got a six second, six turn cooldown. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Mamiya uh, seems probably a fun, upon first inspection like very specific function, but that specific function uh, actually becomes very valuable uh, in the late game meta yeah. um, with you know Divine Queen Hera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being prevalent in a lot of different dungeons. All right, so I pull Mamiya first awesome. turn, second uh, second pull. Kenshiro. Nice. A gold egg popped out of the machine on my second pull. I was like, this is amazing. This is the best ever. I wanted Rao. Mm-hmm. Kenshiro, very interesting. I pulled, I allotted five pulls for the Godfest. Mm-hmm. Pulled three more times for not Godfest, but the Fist of the North Star. Right. Pulled three more times, got all silver eggs, sat on it for a second, was pretty happy with what I had done. And I was like, I'm going to pull maybe, maybe five more times. Yeah. You know, I had some stones because I didn't pull that much. Get a little emotional with it. <laughs> Only a touch. Just a touch. That's and all it takes sometimes. Two more pulls and I pull Rao and I'm like, man, this guy's amazing. I'm done. I just had the best collab pull I will ever experience. Seven pulls, three functional um, monsters basically, really. Yeah, it was amazing. So that replaced Player's Choice Godfest in my heart. <laughs> um, how about you? How did your Player's Choice Godfest So go? it was kind of like yours, a little bit... Uh, Kind of like mine in what way? In the dupes that I was getting. Um, oh, yeah? I got two initial dupes, but there was one specific dupe that was uh-huh. welcomed in uh-huh. a uh, Dark Cali, uh-huh. which was yeah, my that. fourth pull. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, was, that was exciting. Yeah, and so you immediately sold it for monster points, right? No, absolutely no, not. No, no. I'm kidding. You hung on to it? <laughs> I, I kept on to that one. All right, all right. <laughs> um, interestingly pull- enough, I'm kind of, I was on the fence between should I – I had one Dark Cali already. I have Indra. Um, I don't have Isis, but I have some Quan, which could be a stand-in. And I was like, you know, do I want to invest in a Raw Dragon or Yomi Dragon? And then I pulled the Dark Cali, the second Dark Cali, which is basically outside of having Isis, the team that you want. So pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, well, and then, uh, side like note, there that was complains about his luck so much. This was early. I'm, I'm two perf- dark colors. <laughs> I'm very content with where my pulls all are. All right, all right. Uh, what, and then this? the what was it? A day later? Yeah. Um, I'm actually working with you, and I get my fifth stone to do one more Yolo pull. And I had you pull that one. What'd oh, you yeah. get me? I don't even remember what was it. Sakuya. Oh, or Sakuya. Sakuya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you pulled it. You pulled. Uh, the S rank of all S rank subs, right. followed by an S rank leader. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer! <laughs> Terrible Godfest for you. All right. Well, let's move on from from luck 
And uh, let's go to skill based. <laughs> well, I was just going to quickly mention we got three times normals. Yeah, three times plus eggs in normal dungeons. I've been farming pretty decently. I've got uh, almost uh, fully plussed out another monster. Pretty happy with that. Um, but yeah, just waiting for those ten times descendants. My Shiva Dragon team is ready and waiting for to to harvest the plus eggs for all my other teams. <laughs> I think we all are. And if you're not aware of what we're talking about um 10 times plus egg drops for descended dungeons has been a thing in japan and you have a japan account correct yes i do um and i i've been running kanatsugu which is in a descended challenge in japan right now and i have been getting probably about 50 plus eggs a day on natural stamina no stones for stamina so tell us a little bit more about what this why everyone's kind of charged up about a uh, 10 times plus egg drop well, I mean, it's basically any any egg drop that can be a plus egg is a plus egg, mm-hmm. which means that if you're running these dungeons where there's a high drop rate, so Kanatsugu is a good example. It's an all attributes dungeon. Uh, it's not very difficult, uh, especially. I mean, my teams now are you know I just run through that dungeon over and over mm-hmm. again, no problem. It's actually pretty fast to clear, and minimum number of plus eggs is five, maximum is seven. You're getting a minimum of five plus eggs for 50 stamina? That's crazy. It's so good. So, so good. And the rank experience is not bad compared to some of the normal dungeons that you might run for plus eggs or, God forbid, technical dungeons that you would run during a plus egg event in technical. So um, we're waiting for those descendants. It's a very Uh, healthy and efficient way to get some plus eggs. Oh, yeah. And what you should be doing is looking forward and trying to build a team for some of the descendants that will be coming out so that you can farm it as efficiently as possible. Um, which means fast fast yes you don't want to spend your entire day running these dungeons right ama odin not great not for, a great way to do not it. great for flowering <laughs> 10x descendants but all right so let's move on from plus eggs and start our legitimate dungeon breakdown let's go to I, a difficult dungeon uh, we're gonna go to a reasonably difficult dungeon for sure uh have you cleared this one yet uh, no, I have not. All right, so this is going to be one where we not only talk about the dungeon and break it down, but also see if we can come up with a team uh, where JJ can go ahead and beat this dungeon. And then we'll maybe record an attempt afterwards as well. Oh, yay. Uh, yeah, I know you're super excited. <laughs> um, so we're ta- the dungeon we're talking about is available in the Descended Challenge right now, mm-hmm. and it is Zhou Yu. All right, so I have to remember to try and pronounce that name right, uh, or I should say correctly. Uh, and I know that I'm not pronouncing it correctly all the way, but I want to try and mangle it as minimally as possible. <laughs> Minimal mangles. Minimal mangles, indeed. Um, so we've got this dungeon. Uh, it's a mythical, especially also in the uh, Descended Challenge. Yeah. And it's an all-attributes dungeon. Mm-hmm. So we have to come up with a team that has all the attributes on it. Now... I remember the days when all attributes used to be your main attribute. Right. Was the only one that counted, and that was not fun. No, you had the rainbow. You basically build a rainbow team, and there were only a few leaders that can really take advantage yeah, of that. Yeah, and I was, I, was, uh, I was a little surprised when they took that restriction down to uh, you know, subtypes, counting subtypes. But I was happy, too. Makes this dungeon way easier to run. And this dungeon would be hard if you had to do main attributes. It'd be very hard. I mean, it still limits your potential on making it easier when you have to, you know, cater your sub-attributes to um, matching. A little bit, but there's so much more flexibility. Yes, for sure. Like, if you think about it, like, if you're talking about a team where it's all attributes, 
and it has to be the main attribute, which used to be back in the day. The first time I beat Kanetsugu, I did it with Ama Odin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did it with Ama Odin. I had Ama, she's light, Odin's green. I had GZL, also green. Um, I'll explain GZL in a bit, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then what I had Shiva was on that team. He's red and dark. And then I had uh, Hera Is. So, so and blue. did you also have a full day off to run that? I did not have a full day, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was one of those dungeons where I could do it uh, while, you know, rock climbing or something like that. It's <laughs> just like, you know, whenever I'm resting, I'll just match three orbs for 17 turns until my <laughs> skills are back up and then hit a few buttons and then get onto the next floor and then match three orbs at a time here and three there. Hour dungeon. Yeah, it's super awesome. Um, I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. As I think I may end up saying that on every single podcast we do. Evan, I'm so glad I don't Ama Odin anymore. Pad bro. <laughs> I was about to say my last name and I was like, oh, maybe that's not cool. <laughs> we shouldn't take a picture of my license plate. <laughs> All right. So we want to talk about why this dungeon is important. Aside from the fact that it's in the Descended Challenge right now and you can net a spirit jewel from it, uh, this Zhou Yu, the boss, is material for three of the five Awoken Chinese gods. Yes. So we have Karin, Haku, and Sakuya. And those, uh, they really kind of, uh, since their awakenings, really kind of charged up in the usefulness. Uh-huh. Um, they kind of had a resurgence. And um, currently, I am trying to uh, get my Haku Woken, which is why I'm attempting it. And Haku is, you know, pretty prevalent. And one, you can probably find a few good videos of people running haku teams uh but two she's a great sub for a lot of the late game s-ranked leaders yeah she is a really good sub she's perfect sub for yomi dragons people use that she sets up in a system like Mm -hmm. most of the awoken chinese gods very interesting uh monster to have um sakuya of course with her awoken is an s-rank leader um, able to do 100 times attack if you hit 10 combos and match the four right colors uh, and has bind clear is yeah, unbindable. Yeah, so She's strong. Such a such an interesting card nowadays. Uh, Karin uh, is a mainstay on the new Aduna Duna Rayune mm-hmm. teams. Uh, maybe also with uh, Blonia, the new Altivo yep. Blonia. We'll kind of waiting to see how that works out, but it looks like she's going to be great on the Blonia team. I've already seen Blonia teams oh, videos you? of them clearing Ultimate Arena. You are Arena. quick to the trigger, man. That's why I like getting all my news from you. Oh, well. I, you know, I'll just go to Reddit. <laughs> everyone what, everyone what is, on there knows everything. What is that? Me. Reddit? What did, what did you just say? Yeah, what is that place? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, he shows up in the Descended Challenge, as we mentioned. And then we also, there's a slight possibility of a Phoenix drop. So if you need a Phoenix. Basically, if you have Shiva, you need a Phoenix. And Phoenix is not, for some reason, just not easy to get. He He's... The drop rate of Phoenix in Descended Dungeons, uh, this one, or Zeus Vulcan, is really, really, really poor. Yeah. And now that we have this rare character Palag Machine, or the rare character in Infestation Dungeon, don't do these yeah, for Phoenix. Get your Phoenix from the Palag I mean, right now. It's there. You can hope for it, but don't. Don't run this dungeon <laughs> trying to farm Phoenix that's just goofy at this point. Um, all right. So who is going to try this dungeon? Um, anybody who wants to either create a Mei system, um, yeah. if they have multiple Mei Mei's, uh, uh anybody, Mei doesn't take Zhou Yu. 
Oh, pick pick, so pick a different Chinese god. You got a you got a sixty percent chance that whoever you're get picking. I'm, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, also because um, we have the list in front of you right now. <laughs> you didn't bother to um, look at it. I've got to bring my glasses. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it worse. Um, yeah. So we got Sakuya. We have Karin. We have uh, Haku. Again, three mainstays in yeah. um, different teams being used right now. So. But you've got to have a team that can put out some damage. Yeah. Right, this is not a dungeon where you can, uh, you know, go in there with a you know a static six and a quarter multiplier and just you know walk your way through it. Um, however, if you have the right resist colors, it might not be that bad. Right. But if you're you know if you're talking, you got to have something going on for you, and you have to be able to get your team to do multiple millions of damage yeah. in one turn. Um, you don't have to be able to do 20 million damage in a turn. You don't have to be able to do 10 million damage in a turn. But you got to be able to do some damage. Yes, for sure. All right. So uh, I'd say this is kind of a late mid-game dungeon. Yeah. That's you, pretty much where I'm at. You have to have a team that works cohesively and contains all your attributes. Mm-hmm. So that requires you to have a decent amount of awoken, leveled up, applicable, useful subs. Uh, and you need to be able to put out those uh, that damage. Or if you're really, really, really want to awaken one of your Chinese gods, you could stone your way through this potentially. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the descended challenge right now is no stones, no continues. Well, no continues in this one. But yeah, yeah in this I, one. just as a heads up. And it, honestly, you know, if you're well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's go into the the overview because Zhou okay. Yu is the last floor. He, as you know, from this dungeon is the last floor of one of the descended challenge levels. And I'm like not maybe not in my NA account because I think I only cleared all the descended challenges just to to get the monsters and the stone. Uh, just to get the stone, actually, mm-hmm. not the monsters. I, I didn't really need any of them right at the time. Maybe later, but not then. But uh, I've actually like in my JP account, I've actually died to show you mm-hmm. on multiple occasions, even in the descended carnival. Really? Like, well, I kind of mashed it up, so uh, you know. I should not have. But that's but the I thing. Did. If you don't come in and you don't execute, like you could get in trouble fast. Yeah. Show you. Yeah. All right. So let's let's jump into this uh, and just run through the levels of this dungeon really quick because you know that some of them we can get through quickly and it doesn't take much to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, and others we might have to spend a little bit of time talking about breaking it down. All right. So first floor we have. Uh, one of the standard setups we see with uh, Mana Kimuadra, Kimamudra, I don't know. Mana Kimudra. Mana Kimudra. <laughs> Mana Kimudra. All right. In any case, he is a, a cat dragon thingy. Uh, I don't know. I think he has some sort of symbolism. I don't know what it is. But in any case, it's uh, one of those monsters that's got high defense, mm-hmm. low HP. Uh, and he skips the first turn. So right. all you really need to do is do uh, like maybe a mass attack. Uh, so that you hit that guy with your main color, right. and then clear the dudes on either side who only have about 180,000 HP, uh, which isn't too much. Not a ter- terribly difficult uh, floor. Um, however, if you are uh, dependent on one color and you don't have those orbs when you're uh, starting off and you don't have a quick orb changer right away, that's really the only time I can see that becoming a problem. But outside of that... Yeah, even so, I don't think it would basically be hu- too much of a big no, deal. Really. I think I think you could get through... I wouldn't worry about that one too much. But it's not really a place to stall. No. 
I think that uh, if you don't kill the cat guy, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name again. <laughs> I mangled it too badly in the first time. If you don't kill him, minimal uh, If you don't kill him before his attack, I think he repeats that same attack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He repeats that same attack, and it's it's 13k, so it's it's not not a baby hit. No. Um, I can tell you it doesn't repeat it because uh, actually when I tried to do this oh, with an Ama team the first time, I killed the two Shadrons uh, uh-huh. and left uh, Mudra, uh to stall at my skills. Uh-huh. And yes, afterwards... Oh, he, he was doing it every time. every time. It wasn't a problem for your team, but right. he was doing it every time. Correct. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the second floor. It, this one is, uh, you know, again, uh, this is kind of a... This is a floor that we see a lot yes. in, in a bunch of these... Uh, these types of dungeons, the these are Chinese dungeons. Like the Journey to the West, I think has a similar one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, overall, pretty common floor. You got the Highlight Ninja does an Enrage, so he's I mean Enrage or Power Up for yes. his ne- next attack. Uh, his Power Up makes it so that he's going to hit you for sixty four k after four turns. So, and he's got one point four million HP, so he's not light. It's not super easy to kill, uh, but. But he has four turns. You got four turns and, to kill him. And you can, honestly, it's not that hard to stall on the uh, high water ninja. Right. Um, if you had a green team, you'd probably take out the high water ninja first turn and try to even, like, stall out your turns against the highlight ninja. I would even say take out high water ninja first if you can, if you have to you know, pick. Um, just don't deal with binds if your team doesn't deal well with binds. Because, yeah. um, I mean, you have four turns, and I don't think the counter ever changes. I think it stays four each time you encounter that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's always four. That's actually an interesting yeah. mechanic. Anytime a monster does a preemptive strike, that sets their counter to zero. Ah, interesting. Right? So they're always going to count that number. If a, if a monster doesn't do a preemptive strike, they might come up with a different turn counter. Correct. But if they if they have that preemptive strike, you're always going to get that same number of right. turns from them. Uh, so with that in mind... Uh, do what you have to do. I run. Uh, I've run some dark teams through this dungeon, and I take out the highlight ninja really fast because oh. I got a dark team, and then I stall on the high water ninja. It's you have to take. You know, if you have a decently leveled up team, you have to take a bunch of hits from him before you really are in trouble. I actually usually stall out the dark absorb. Uh, I've run this yeah. dungeon in JP with my kite team, and the kite team is all attributes by oh, nature yeah. uh, for the most part. Kind of like a rod dragon team would be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the more attri- you know, as long as I, the more colors I can hit with, the easier it is to activate my leader skill. All right, so again, not a very difficult floor. No. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, you can get, you know, a few turns on this floor depending on what you have going on in your monsters. If you got a dark focused team, you can get, you know, you can heal up the high water ninja. You can actually try to keep him above seventy five percent where he doesn't do that bind attack, and then also you know kill the highlight ninja. Or if you have like a green team, you like wipe out that water ninja, and then you get three more turns to yeah. kill the light guy. So you know, you know, it's decent number of turns there. So you probably got two turns on the first floor, and then four or five on the second floor, mm-hmm. uh, and then we go into floor three. And I think that floor three is probably the really the toughest obstacle before the boss. If and there now, were a crux to this, I think floor three is important. Yeah. No, I so crux means the hardest part. And Zhou Yu yeah. is definitely the hardest part. Turning definitely. point. Okay, turning point. Yeah. This is, Whatever terminology you want to use for turning point. This, other is, than turning this, point. Is, the, this is the obstacle that uh, I think requires the most uh, execution. Mm. Okay. Uh, you can stall a few turns. He makes heart orbs. 
he heals you to full, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you took some damage from the high water ninja while you were killing him. But now you're back <laughs> up to full HP. Uh, no big deal. Uh, but he's got this mechanic, the Phoenix does, where under 50% heals back to full repeatedly. It's not like some others like uh, where they do it once and then it's over. They don't do it again. Then you can try to get them under 50% and right. kill. No, this guy's every time. Get me under 50%, but don't kill me. Bloop, all the way back up mm-hmm. to full. How's that working out for you? you... <laughs> uh, the first time, and I guess because of other dungeons that I ran, I glossed over that little detail that it happens every time. Because more often than not, like you said before, you run into a guy who heals up underneath uh, a certain percentage, heals all the way back up, but you only have to deal with that one time. And so you basically reset, and you don't have to worry about the mechanic as you try and you know chip down damage again. Uh, Phoenix, after the second time, I kind of raised my eyebrows and was like, oh, Oh, I might be in trouble here. Um, because <laughs> yeah. you basically have six turns uh, with a team that doesn't ha- can't take 30,000 uh, damage. And some teams can. Some teams can. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're running a Verdandi team in this dungeon, right. that's perfectly reasonable. And that's actually an interesting... Um, we might want to look at and see if we can put together a Verdandi team for you. Here's why I think that'd be hard. Because to get the HP, you need to stay with fire... Uh, you I mean, might be running I, out of attributes. I'm not saying that you should try to take the 30k hit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should try to kill him, but that might you might be able to survive it. Right. Um, but uh, I think if we look at some other options in there, uh, green teams, possible green teams look good in this dungeon. Yeah, I think so too. And there's some options in there. Uh, you have uh, Woken Orochi, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, if you can throw Woken Orochi on your team, and he's going to give you a blue. Right, we were looking yeah. for a blue sub attribute. Right. So then you have green, blue, red, and you only have to fit light and dark in there. And we might have something One for sub. you. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, if you can take this hit, if you can take thirty thousand three hundred and thirty uh, damage, this is a great stall floor. Um, I mean, yeah. you, it's once every six turns, and you can get all your skills up. And use one or two to get through the floor if you need it. Maybe you don't even need that. But you can really dial in like how you're putting out damage. Uh, if you save hearts yeah. enough so that you can take that hit. So yeah. you can, he's making hearts almost every turn. Right, exactly. So you can kind of save up some hearts and have those ready for when you take that 30k hit. But if you're saving hearts, you might not be healing enough. So there's there's a little bit of a challenge there. Um, I would suggest trying not to do that. I would no, suggest no. being prepared to kill this thing from above 50%. The only reason why I brought that up is I was stalling on that. <laughs> well, when I first ran um, a... Uh, I did a multi, multi-colored multi Redondi team that was just over 30,000. Uh-huh. Uh, just for that reason, um, it turned out that it didn't work too well against the uh, Zhao Yu. Oh, the Verdani team didn't work too well against Zhao Yu? I don't think I I built the team correctly. Okay, and I also, I, they were very low levels. All right. I think we'll talk about that when we get there because I think that there's a way to make those Verdani teams pretty pretty legit okay. for this dungeon. Um, up next, floor four. We've, mm-hmm. we've successfully killed the Phoenix from above 50% and avoided, maybe avoided the 30,000 damage attack. Uh, now we've got Erythral Guardian, like Blue Dark Karin. Mm-hmm. And Blue Dark Karin has 3 million HP. She's on a three-turn counter, but she doesn't have a preemptive strike, so she might come up on a two-turn counter. Right. There's a, I think there's only a plus-minus one variance on okay. the turns, so mm-hmm. I don't, she's not going to come up on a one-turn counter. Okay. Now, she does a... She hits hard. She hits hard. 
you know, your chances that, you know, there's a good chance you're going to get hit by a 16K strike. And then uh, if you get under 60%, there are strikes that are from 18 to 23K. Those are big hits. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, yes, it is a three-turn <laughs> counter, but not something to blink at. And, you know, if you don't heal back up all the way from one hit, you could be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, I this is one of I died twice doing the Descended Challenge dungeons. Really, and I died on Karin mm. with my Shiva Dragon team because I hit her, probably knocked her down to about sixty percent or so, and I didn't want to use my Orb Changers. I was being miserly and kind of a little dumb, and I thought, oh, I'll just do like a couple TPAs; it'll be fine. And I think I just I botched maybe a combo or two, and so I only hit like four combos with two TPAs, and she got down eh, right to under twenty percent, and then she did sixty eight or sixty five thousand damage to me, and I was dead. And I was like, yeah, Shiva Dragon Team should crush this dungeon, but I got crushed because I there's some limitations. A little foolish. It's not really a limitation. It was a limitation of the pilot, not a limitation of the team. Let's, let's make sure we <laughs> well, get Well, I mean, clear. with Shiva Dragon, sometimes you feel like autopilot is really okay because it, she, I mean, it she does, it so does feel that way sometimes. Um, all right. So one of the reasons I think green is a good team to run in this dungeon is because you basically, with Karin, you're going green versus blue, so pretty easy to make, make, do some really big hits without possibly popping some skills right. and also those two to three turns also give you a chance to try and heal up from whatever right. damage you might have had the on next the three floor. floors in fact you have there's it only at, two more floors right uh with no including karin there's oh, three floors yeah. yeah the next three floors you're going to have an uh, uh type ad- advantage so yeah, yeah that's at why one I'm... point or another yeah mm-hmm. all right we've cleared karin we did the damage we needed to do six million if you're red <laughs> <laughs> or three million otherwise 1.5 million if you're green. Right. And we get to uh, Sacred Divine Flower Shakao. 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 I believe, uh, so I was asking Sarah, I believe that means Big Bridge, Little Bridge? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, fun fact. It's definitely, uh, I think it's older and younger, but it might also be big and little. Mm. Uh, and anyway, in any anyway. case. Uh, <laughs> I actually read a little bit of the mythology of the uh, of those two, and it's pretty interesting. I, I actually, I mean, if you ever if you ever want to know where some of these come from, just start looking up the you know mythology and a lot of these uh, gods that they use. It's it, they're fascinating. It's fun to read. Yeah, and they're they're not so much gods as sort of uh, deified historical figures, yes. which is very interesting yeah. as well because a lot of them were real people yeah. who did things. Maybe not what it says they did, but. And a lot of the details of their <laughs> legends are sometimes hidden in their art, which is fun little Easter eggs to kind of find and pick out. Absolutely. All right. So uh, <laughs> the interesting thing here is Sha Kiao. Sha Chiao. I can't do it. I should just give an XQ. XQ. XQ uh, married Zhou Yu. That's why when you get in there, there's that preemptive strike of I won't let you interfere with Zhou Yu. So she's trying to keep you away. Because that's her husband. <laughs> and uh, she does like a preemptive strike of changing two colors to jammers. Mm-hmm. Now, that's rough if yep. you're planning to one-shot her and you do need to do some rainbow matching. Or if she just jams away your attack orbs. Right. So that's a you know interesting thing you might have to deal with. Uh, I was reading somewhere where someone suggested that you know what you should do is stack your jammers in the top and bottom rows. Because her next attack 
is to change the top and bottom rows to like one of her attacks is to change the top and bottom rows to light orbs. So I guess if you have spare jammers that you didn't match, they should try to end up in the top or bottom rows to get rid of them at some point. That's interesting. Uh, I wish I had known that. Just you know, having all that knowledge coming in, and that's what we're trying to help you out with. Having that knowledge going into that dungeon, you know, those little details can sometimes make a difference. Yeah, and so I think that was mainly a suggestion for Awoken Raw teams. Mm who didn't want maybe didn't want to use a board changer right there yeah. or couldn't fit an El Kali onto their team because they needed to get in other attributes or they needed another special skill for the for the last floor. But either way, uh I don't think that she's terribly difficult. Uh no. if you get her under 30%, she goes for the attempted murder <laughs> attack which is 22 to 29k which Certainly is going to murder a lot of teams. Yeah. I mean, that takes out most standard teams with no HP boosts. Yeah. And some of the teams, like, you know, a Verdani team with all that HP boost, that all that HP is great, except you don't have a thing to help you heal. Right. So you're looking at a team that, you know, yeah, you started the dungeon with like 30, 36,000 HP, but, you know, you might not have that, all that by the time you get <laughs> to her. So XQ, not too bad. She's got a, like a little cooldown increaser mm-hmm. and when you get around 50 percent, so that means two things one is that uh some of your skills are going to be delayed by two turns right and i think this is also like once you use that skill again then it's going to take two more turns than it would normally to come back up right so that's you know if you're looking at something that has a bit of a longer cooldown you might almost be disabling that but you only have one floor left so you probably were only planning to use that skill one time anyways if you can avoid keeping uh, above 30%, which normally that's, you know, typically you see like around 20, 25% sometimes, uh, maybe not 25, but 30% is a little bit, you know, a little bit higher of a percentage uh, cap to not get uh, that big hit. But um, I was able to stall on this floor and get my skills up af- even after the um, two sc- uh, two-turn skill drop. With what team? Oh, goodness. Because you, you like mix and match your teams I do. Together. I've run this it's three like... times with three different teams. And, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, this... I was able to stall on that floor. With, with Karin, two. I was able to stall. Oh, with Karin, yeah, because yeah. you have the damage. Damage reducer. Reducer, yeah. and it's, so also, it's also easier to not activate combo <laughs> Karin's leader skill. That's true. Right? Like, you know, if you've got Awoken Ama and you just get a Skyfall of Light Orbs, then you're getting a nine times attack in right. light. You're going to do some damage. Whereas, Same thing you know, Karin, if you can just try to match only you know, only one or two of the colors that you use to attack, you know, you hopefully won't get that skyfall of the other one or two colors and you'll have a minimal attack. Um, So again, green teams, you get her under 50%. She does this like, like skill reducer thing. Yes. And you could probably just kill her without skills. If you've got a decent Verdandi team, especially at that point, you're under 50%. She's blue. You're green. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, all you have to do is hit 750 K across your whole team which is, you know, you got, I mean, it depends on your team, you know, but like that's all, you know, probably only have to hit yeah. like 150, 175 on like your green main type monster. Even with a relatively lowish uh, multiplier of Verdani teams, that's still not a problem. So. Yeah, it's pretty easy. All right. So we've gotten on and, you know, we have not run into any major, major obstacles so far in this dungeon uh, for most teams. Interesting obstacles, not difficult obstacles. Yeah, exactly. And we've had several places to stall yeah. as well. Uh, you know, we glossed over Karin, but you could even potentially stall on Karin. You know, if you've got a, you know, if you've got decent HP, 
you can take a 16k hit, heal you got back up recovery. in three turns, yeah. and then yeah. I mean, so there's all kinds of stuff you can do, and you need it because <laughs> Joe Yu pulls out all the mechanics. Yeah, all of them. He's got like every mechanic you can think of. I try to write them down. I'm like, oh yeah, he does blackout, status and damage shield, status and damage shields. Perseverance, jammer attacks, poison attacks, and orb changing attacks. And like, a lot of these he does together. Yeah, they does do like back to back the same before you get a chance to reply. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put up a shield, but I also want to try to kill you with fifteen thousand damage. <laughs> like he's this guy does not fool around. No, it's no joke. And he's hard to kill. Uh, I have only really tackled this team with red team or with this dungeon with red teams. So when I come up against him. He's. I've got to get him under fifty percent. He's got six. You know, for me, I have to do three point five million damage to get him under. Actually, no. Is it worse than that? Right. Uh. So three. Uh, two, no. Three point five. Three point five. I have to do seven million damage to get Oof. him under because he's got that. You know, fifty percent damage reducing shield. Yeah. So, you know, what do we do with this guy? First, let's let's just go. Preemptive strike mm-hmm. reduces damage by fifty percent for five turns. For five turns, yeah. all right. So you're going to have to take a bunch of attacks before that shield's gone. Now he also blacks out your board. So it's I hard. I'm I get so frustrated with board blackouts. Um, now we've seen I've seen wizards out of a blackout board. Yeah, and I've been able to do okay myself. And there's that little trick where you can touch an orb and right. see. See, it's all much better with a stylus than your finger because sometimes I like touch an orb and I'm like trying to peek around the edges of my finger because I got fat fingers. <laughs> some people don't like doing this. I've seen some kind of like backlash when uh, this suggestion is offered. But all right, we're not going to talk about this. What? No, no, no. I still think it should be mentioned. No, play the game. <laughs> and there you go. There's at least let them know what we're talking about. All right, about. fine. Um, some people like to take a picture of the board prior to the blackout. Uh, so they can reference it and kind of like look at what their board is ahead of time. I mean, our producer just gave you a dirty look. <laughs> I, I mean, the mechanic is there. It's built uh, built into whatever device you're probably using. There's no reason to like not use that as an option if that if you struggle with that. Why waste that much stamina if you can overcome that struggle? All I mean, right, obviously right, yes. All right, all right, anyway, right. I don't want to talk. That's about that's where that debate goes. I don't want to talk about. Bush League tactics <laughs> here. Um, and we've seen wizards out of it. I, yeah. I watched a guy uh, was running an Awoken Haku team through some very hard dungeon, and he like came up to his final board, and he just like went in a snake pattern, touching every orb all the way across all five rows. That's just incredible. And then did two orb changing actives, and then comboed out of that without looking again. And that's just that the kid mental power for that is unbelievable. And, and played a lot of memory when they were younger. You know, well, that memory I, card game where they had to flip over. I yeah, played a lot of that too. <laughs> that. Damn. Well, he was better than you at it. He was better than me, <laughs> and a better puzzler overall as well. It's I mean, I can't it's pretty phenomenal that. watching yeah. that kind of watching talent. people who are really good at this game is crazy yeah, impressive. Really cool. And I am I am not that good at nope, this game. And, nor am I. And it's it's very it's uh, it's nice to know that I don't have anywhere. I know, like I don't need to strive for that. <laughs> I know, like, oh man, I got to get my puzzling up to that level. Like, you don't oh. need to be that good, but it helps. Yeah, it sure does. 
A couple of times I've seen dungeons where like, oh, look at this guy beat this dungeon with this team. You're like, yeah, but it's him. Like, he's he's the one piloting the team. Like if I take my team into that dungeon, I can have the same team. And it's right. gonna die. It's gonna die, and I would die and die again. Yeah. Right. So, all right, back to Zhou graceful general Zhou First turn, damage barrier blacks out your board. All right, so you can try to get him under fifty percent on that turn unblacking out the board Mm -hmm. and then his next turn he does a 99 999 turn status shield right so you have one one chance i'm sorry he does the status shield and also hits you for 15 you know whatever um so if you have a delay and you're you're counting on a delay for this floor it's time to use it once you get your board blacked out like pop it before you even do anything because you might forget which i have done um make sure if you have a delay and you are planning on using it for uh joe you you do it right then yeah absolutely you can't mess that up right uh your delay becomes worthless and then he is doing the rest of his attacks which are also rough He's got his sword dance, sword dance, sword dance, sword dance. Yeah, uh, he does from twelve to twenty thousand oh, damage. Oh, he's a sword. There. It's dented. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> I was thinking dense as in the property. A dumb. Of, it's a dumb sword. Well, I I was just thinking about density. About molecules and density. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of I Of course, scientist doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doctor he also, density. He also has an attack where he changes orbs to poison orbs. Uh, he has another attack, and all these attacks hit for over 10,000 yeah. minimum. And then he has another attack where he randomly spawns five jammer orbs. And make sure that, not only, not only five jammer orbs, he makes sure that it's not five orbs that were already jammers. Right. Yeah, right. No, no, I'm not replacing the old jammers. You're getting five new jammers. Just random. Ugh. So we've got that. And then if you get him under 75%, he does this attack called Besieged by Fire, which is actually... One of the cooler mechanics that's happened to me in a dungeon, uh, and I'll say it was especially cool because I was running Awoken Shiva, and I was like, oh, really? All these red orbs? Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of that, I want to address, so you did a little math earlier, and I don't think you kind of allotted to the fact. So you said you know you had to 7 million to get under 50%. Oh, yeah. Um, he, Evan was talking about including the 50% barrier when doing that math. Um, so Yeah, so it's... 50% reduction of my damage because right. I'm running red teams. And then another 50% reduction right. from his shield. So I've got to do 7 million damage just to get him under 50%. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is actually kind of an assist in some ways. I'll explain that in a second. Yeah. Do you know what? We didn't even mention his biggest problem is that he has perseverance. Oh, gosh. you got to get you him can't under, one-shot him. You can't one-shot him because if you try, he then survives and does 45,000 damage. Yeah, which that's good night for most teams. <coughs> all right. Yeah, good night for most teams. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all teams. Pretty much all teams. Not unless all you teams. have a stacked Verdandi team. Uh, or maybe, I don't know. Like, you know, the thing is, like, even if you have a stacked Verdandi team, by the time you get him under 20%, you almost certainly don't have full HP. That's, yeah. yeah. All right. So he's got this Besieged by Fire. He changes all the outside of your puzzle board to red orbs. Right. And like I said, I was like, oh, red orbs, thank you very much. <laughs> and how many orbs is that? That's like six along the bottom, six along the top, three and then inside three the on yeah, each so side. That's, you can make three rows with that. Three rows, yeah. So it's a lot of orbs. Yes. Um, 
so overall pretty cool uh interesting and can really really mess you up if you don't need those red orbs right. if you're going out with a fire team that's probably your saving grace if you're running a fire road team yeah well what is the main component of most teams that we've seen do this dungeon like most team builds that i've seen delay delay yeah. is the key the absolute key yes. to this dungeon uh if you first turn with that blacked out board delay joe you joe you joe joe you I wish I could say it right every time. <laughs> um, if you delay him, you can one-shot him. Yeah. And then he doesn't do anything because he's been delayed, even though he survives, and you just have to do whatever to kill him. Like, you just have to match and a set of attack orbs. <laughs> One sets. Just don't flub that. Yeah. Please. I was about to say an orb, but you can't match with a single orb, so right. we won't worry about that. Uh, so I think delay has got to be the primary component. The yes. other The other options are you know maybe some team that's really really nicely tanky like if you ran a, a lubu ronya or beelzebub ronya team where you had an hp boost and a recovery boost and you could just ping him away yeah get him down under 50 percent uh you know maybe you have someone that makes hearts so that you can always you know make a little bit uh, you know heal up uh, and you get him down under 50%, and by that time, you've probably gotten rid of the 50% damage shield, Correct. and then you can one-shot him from there. Um, I ran uh, my Ama team, which has almost 19,000, um, and got really close uh, being in a tanky situation. Um, yeah. I think I succumbed to... Uh, basically, I had Skyfall that dropped him below the 20% at one point. I think I messed that up. Um, yeah. But well, that's interesting know. because with that team, you should have all your skills up by the time you get them under fifty percent, right? Yeah. So you should be able mm-hmm. to to knock them off from right. there. Is that mm-hmm. just your attitude of I'm going to tank my way all the way through this yep. thing? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's an interesting option. It seems like Ama is a reasonable team for this dungeon if it you play it right. Does that have some plus orbs uh, in there? Oh yeah. Um, uh, because Ama's typical HP is around seventeen to eighteen thousand. If you don't have any pluses on it, yeah. And so, yeah, in order to take some of these hits, you do have to – I would aim for 20. Yeah, I think you got to um, be over 20. Yeah, you have to be over 20 because, uh, again, these aren't – these besieged by fire. It's not just doing 9,000. Um, it's doing a secondary attack right after. So you're looking at 18,000 for that particular turn uh, along with the, many of those other attacks, which are around the 18, 19, almost 20,000 range. Yeah. So I think that what we're looking for in a team that maybe doesn't have a ton of plus eggs – uh, on it is to use some skills in the first turn right and i think what a lot of people are going to try to do is build a team where they can delay and then attempt to one hit him through the shield yeah now if you've got a green team you know you're getting boosted through the shield despite right. you're getting boosted despite the shield so you only have to do about three million and change damage to take him down to zero at which point his perseverance will kick in and if you've delayed take him out so that would be like a Verdandi Orochi type situation. Um, and with Orochi, you'd have plenty of turns to get him down there. Right. Uh, so a lot of people, I think, would go with the delay and then maybe a spike active if you had Delgado on your team or somebody who could help you uh, burst all the way through that. Maybe like a, a Freya or if when, when, I think she, for, when she comes out, Awoken Freya would be better. Yes. I think uh, since we're on Verdandi, I think having a, a spike is almost necessary. Um to uh because once you get through the water you still have 50 percent on 
um, the wood, which, you know, still, it really well, doesn't hit hard altogether. Yeah, your goal definitely is to try and hit all the way down close to zero yeah. from the blue if yes. you're running a green team. Um, and then, you know, other options, we have like rainbow match teams. You know, they're going to have all their attributes anyways. So a lot of these Awoken Raw teams. Awoken Raw, Raw Dragon. Yeah, and it's definitely, well, we're not going to talk about Raw Dragon <laughs> for this dungeon. That's that's a little, I mean, we talked about Shiva Dragon because that's what I ran, but, you know, it's only in passing. Like, if, you're, if, you've owned a, if you own a Monster Point Dragon, you probably don't need to worry too much about this dungeon. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Um, so Rainbow Match, uh, and then also, you know, that Spike Active we just mentioned. All those all those teams can be pretty successful getting through. Mm-hmm. Another option instead of delay is poison. Yes. So uh, you know he's got as long as you're using it before the status shield, it does apply, and the status shield will get rid of it the next turn. But the poison is a little bit riskier than a delay in that you have to one shot him. Mm. Right. So if you're running a team that has that ability, if you're running a strong a strong uh, rainbow match team that can hit, like, if you're running a Woken Ra and you, you know, match all your colors and hit, you know, use your poison active, you know, you're looking at doing a massive amount of damage, you almost certainly one-shot him, and then the poison will finish him off. Um, so, in a scenario of, like, a red team, if you are fortunate enough to have Roden, kind of coming from that angle where you'd poison him first, and then possibly have, like, a delay and maybe cow cow. Uh, if I'm kind of thinking of a Awoken Shiva team right now, if that's the route you decide to go. Well, I mean, personally, what I if you have a delay on your team, you don't need to worry about poison. So you wouldn't want to stack those. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. There's no re- there's no real reason to stack no. those two. Uh, for Cow Cow, I would pop Cow Cow. I would probably do like Erd Cow Cow, and then that would delay him. I would try to hit my six combos and a couple mm-hmm. TPAs coming out of the the board change that i did and that should take him all the way down because that team can hit you know for 20 million or whatever it is right. and i don't really need to get him under i don't need to kill him i just need to get him under 50 percent because as soon as i get him under 50 percent he's green and i'm gonna kill him yeah i think what with my awoken shiva team when i did it originally i had enough hp to take some of those bigger hits and awoken shiva heals really well so i just kind of tanked and attacked and got him under 50% and then took that big hit where he does the besieged by fire and I was like, bye-bye. <laughs> so so it can be done with a, uh, with a red team. It's good to know because typically when you first look at it, you might not think red at first. Well, I mean, you have to have a pretty OP red team. you got to yeah. be able to put out some big damage. Like if you're going in there with a Woken Minerva, you're going to get stomped on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run Minerva. Yeah. You heard it from Evan. <laughs> Oh, I love I love Minerva. She, I know you do. She's amazing, Minerva. but nonetheless, she's not built for this dungeon team wise. Uh, so, I think that that covers a lot of what you'd want to do in there. Uh, you know, there's obviously other options. We can't be 100 percent comprehensive, and people have beat like every kind of dungeon with every kind of team in the end. But uh, you know, if I if I run this dungeon later for a video, which I think we're planning to do, uh, if our other video doesn't take up all of our time. <laughs> Our surprise uh, video. Our surprise video, yeah. Uh, we've got a, a fun idea. We'll post that video up. I, I think some people are going to laugh at Looking us. forward to it. Yeah. Gee, thanks. Um, so I would run, uh, and I think this is pretty close to the team I used the first time, uh, Awoken Shiva, Awoken Leyland, Cow Cow, Red Valkyrie, 
and Norn Erd with Awoken Shiva Friend. Um, I have all those monsters hypermax, so it's not really a very representative team compared to how I first did this dungeon. I may have even done it with just a straight-up Erd team the first time. Mm. But I can't remember how long ago this came out, if I was already on to Awoken Shiva at that point. But, uh, you know, the Kaukau, you know, Erd Kaukau sets your board up really, really well to do a ton of damage. Yeah. And, you know, you stall him so he doesn't do any big attack the next turn. It's really easy to try and get him below 50%. You know, I have to do a ton of damage, but that team can do it. So, uh, so JJ, your team... What do you think you want to do? Do you? Th- I mean, you made it to under twenty percent with on the boss with Awoken Ama. I think both times I ran uh, when I ran Cow Cow and when I ran um, sorry not Cow Cow when I ran Karin and when I ran Ama, I think both incidences I skyfalled into under twenty percent. That's interesting. Why did you not kill? <laughs> Because I sometimes I don't trust myself. I don't uh, trust, so I want to get as close as possible, and then I eat my own trust. Well, into I got trust. I got to tell you that having uh, spent lots of time trying to get monsters down to like just a a tiny sliver over thirty percent or twenty percent or twenty five percent, whatever it is, <laughs> using uh, Ama Odin, I now just am like I am pulling out all the stops and trying to kill this monster. <laughs> Before I'm anywhere near that danger zone. Yeah. So. Might be the smart way to do it. I, I think it is sometimes. Especially, <laughs> you know, if you're talking about an Awoken Ama team that has all its skills up, you know, and presumably you've stalled out the shield as well. Right. The damage shield. So, you know, if your team can't do, I mean, if you're under 50%, you only got, like, you have less than 2 million damage left to go. Like, your team's got to be able to do over no, 2 million I know, damage. I know. I know. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm definitely think, the everyman puzzler. Uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I it's hope true. every man doesn't puzzle like you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that's it for this dungeon breakdown. Uh, it's a fun dungeon. Some like honestly, all the amazing, all the like the really neat mechanics are like packed into Joyu, and mm-hmm. he's just crazy with them. And yeah. it's uh, it's pretty fun to try and get through them. But it, it looks like it's not terribly uh, complicated. Just a delay or a poison, uh, and then attempt to one-shot or use all your turns to get him down, and it shouldn't be too bad. I think that's what we're trying to do, is make something that might seem a little bit more extraordinary um, into a very, you know, not as complicated to, you know, help our listeners. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a lot of people try to really simplify this dungeon. Just yeah. like, all right, you know, you delay, and then you just try to combo out of that blacked-out board. Right. That's all you got to do. And... You know, if you miss your opportunity for that, you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah. But if you if you use it, then you're all set. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would like to sign off of this podcast. I don't have a particular sign off. I I asked Kevin last time, and crazy stuff came out of his head. Um, which, <laughs> oh, I need to hear that. Which wasn't terribly surprising, but uh, <laughs> if anyone has any comments or suggestions, or would like to appear on the podcast uh we have an email address uh it's podcastbros at gmail.com uh looking for suggestions maybe for our next next dungeon breakdown uh it's really hard to pick uh which ones to go uh we had a request for tengu but i think that descended carnival kind of makes tengu a little bit on the obsolete side and there's unless you're trying to get that stone there's not much reason to try i still think i mean if it comes up it can be important there's a lot of there's a few different monsters that take tengu and it's because the drop rate isn't consistent on the carnivals 
Oh, but you can take a strong team in, man. Like yeah. you don't have yeah. to level up like a weird flame chaser team to take <laughs> out Tengu. But I like that concept. That I like. You know, okay, let's build a farm team to meet these restrictions. Farmable. I mean, farmable team. Yeah. I actually, I mean, I enjoyed it, actually. I, I did a farmable team for Tengu, yeah. and I did a uh, four out of five monster farmable team for, uh, what's his face? Xiao Cheng? Yeah. And, uh, you know, beat that one. I think, actually, but that one's, that one's not coming back, except for as a coin dungeon. And now it's Journey to the West, I believe. Journey to the West is where you get mm-hmm. them, and you can take whatever team you want in right. there. So, I, this team that I built is utterly pointless at this point. <laughs> and I actually like after I beat it, I max skilled some of the monsters on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, if you email into us, um, let us know what your rank is, so we kind of know where you're coming from, at what point in the dungeon career you're having. Um, we can kind of try and approach it from that angle too. Yeah. Absolutely, those are that's a great idea. Uh, we'd love to get suggestions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know sure. if we've actually received any emails yet. They've just come through other channels. Uh, and uh, do you have before we sign off? Do you have any wishes for the upcoming Christmas event? I know what mine is already. We mentioned it several times. Ten times descendants, please. Yes. Um, I actually, I mean, ten times descendants would be fantastic. I really need to do some work on plus eggs. I need to get my team ready for quick, uh, and that's uh, mainly, I think, from skill-ups. I need to kind of really farm skill-ups hard, and that means going into coin dungeons, which I have not done yet. Are you going to try and farm peas for it? Right. Uh, all right. All right, tell me, tell me, aside from what I just said, do you have a wish and desire for this Christmas event? You're like, oh, no, I just want them to give me a Tamadra every day for 10 days. Uh, let's see. Do you want... A red green Christmas for Dondi in the <laughs> rare egg machine. Red green, like the blue red. Summer right, right. Red, I'm yeah. trying to think of what my red, red green monsters. Would be. No, I just have Cow Cow. I don't have Leylon. So no, not red green. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but I think I mean I always like the kind of reversed Norns. So I would like to see it. It'd be cool. Um, uh, I just want Chibi Valk. That's what I want. You just want Chibi I Valk just want Chibi I, I mean, I'm pretty sure Chibi Valk will be back. I just want to pull her. That's all. That's, That's it. what That's I want. You, That's you, what I want for Christmas. You just want to pull all of the triple two prong yes. Chibi collab monsters. Yes, absolutely. You've got three so far already. Two? Three? Not telling. What do you mean you're not telling? <laughs> no, I have. Is I just pulled. secret information? Yes. Alright. Alright, don't worry about it. No, I have, uh, I mean, I have. This podcast has just... gone on too long. We don't want to talk about your box. Pulled Hino, pulled Orochi, stuff for. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Alright, video. Alright, let's do it. Thank you guys for listening, and sorry for the rambling finish, and uh, have fun next time. Hope we were, hope we were helpful.